Now, uh, joining us is Jennifer Tonko, who's the Executive Director of Clean River Partners. Jennifer, welcome. Thank you so much for coming in. And, and, and happy uh, Valentine's Day to happy you Happy Valentine's well. Day to you. <laughs> now, we had you on a month or two ago, uh, and we had talked about, you had mentioned uh, some strategic planning and some uh, strategic framework that uh, you ha- was kind of ongoing at the time you have been working on, uh, and you, you've got that, I don't know if it's completely complete now, but you have a new brochure and everything out that talks about the uh, strategic framework. Uh, first of all, tell us about this, how it started. It, uh, what was, the, was there a necessity involved here? Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, so nonprofits routinely kind of have this planning process where they're looking ahead maybe three to five years and saying, what is it important that we do next? And for us, we were, it kind of timed out really well. We were just in that time in our cycle. You know, I started as the executive director last year, and that was the last year of the existing strategic framework, which the previous executive director, Christy Purcell, shepherded through, and they did a great job. And so it was just time to say, okay, let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at what we've accomplished, and let's see what we should do going forward. Now, was this uh, the group that did this or that worked on this, uh, group or committee, whatever the case may be? Is it uh, board members, volunteers, a little bit of everything? Who what was uh, who made up the uh, committee? Yeah, exactly. Well, I have to give a big shout out to our uh, the vice chair of our board, Beth Callistad, who's also a former director of the organization, mm-hmm. actually. So she was instrumental in being the, the leadership on the board for making this process happen. And then we worked with um, a key contractor, and we worked with the whole board, the whole staff, and members who um, who came to committee meetings. We also took uh, public input, so there were there were a lot of voices who were part of this. You brought in a brochure that is made up the twenty twenty four through twenty six strategic framework. Uh, on the on the cover of this uh, brochure, you have uh, your mission your vision, and uh, your core values. Were these, have these been reset uh, during that process, or is that just a statement that you wanted to begin with? So the mission and vision remain the same. Mm-hmm. That Those uh, carry through from the previous strategic framework and from the last several years of operations for Clean River Partners. The core values are similar, but we did add one this time, and I'm pretty excited about that. We added Inspire Hope. You know, as people are talking about environmental issues, and particularly when they're thinking about climate and climate change, um, inspiring hope and the, the acknowledgement that there is something that we can do and that it's our job to do it and figure out what that is, that is a key value for us to add this time. Yeah, I would think there is a... Uh... A lot of uh, doom and gloom when it comes to uh, talking uh, climate, climate change, the uh, natural environment around us. Uh, and uh, But there are things you can do, and, and I see hope is a very important thing. Let's move on to, uh, uh, through this uh, framework, what else did you identify as uh, goals or needs for the organization? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Well, so our focus areas for these three years are really Water, land, and climate health. I think that's pretty obvious. Being an environmental nonprofit, we really want to focus on those things. What can we do to make our environment more resilient, more sustainable, more healthy? 
Um, but we also really are trying to focus uh, over these next three years on community relationships. You know, who's doing this work with us? Who are we maybe not engaging when we're doing this work? Who are we missing as we're thinking about um, programming, partnerships, or the effects of environmental degradation, environmental problems, uh, but also who's going to get the benefits of environmental uh environmental helps, environmental projects that go on. So thinking about those uh, community relationships and really attending to that. Uh, A third key focus area is really connections. So trying to just build people's connection to the outdoors. you know, I think that this is this is challenging even, you know, with my kids. It's like we need to go outdoors and we need to be in these spaces. And we are so fortunate here in this area to live in the middle of so many beautiful natural spaces that we really all have access to. But how how do we get people there? Maybe the access is more challenging for some people than others. So our, we're really going to focus on that. And then our organizational capacity. You know, we always have to be thinking about, you know, what is it realistic that we can do? How can we do our work more efficiently, more effectively? Uh, And what do we need to do the work that we see in our future? Boy, those three areas, uh, community relations, connections, and uh, organizational capacity, they are, um, we should be noted uh, for our listeners that the uh, Clean River Partners is a huge area. The Cannon River Watershed is a large, large area that encompasses uh, many communities, right. uh, whether they be cities or more rural, uh, smaller towns and such. Uh, so that... Uh, that's easier said than done. That's a that's a lot of uh, communication you have to do. It is a lot. You know, we're trying to be really intentional about. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to Wasika tomorrow. My community engagement coordinator is going to Red Wing tomorrow. We have things coming up in Faribault. Like we have to be in the different places in the watershed. We have a major program at the end of March in Owatonna. Like all of those communities are in the watershed, and it's really important to be to be present. And I will totally admit it's, it's hard for us, right? Our geographic center is Northfield. That's where our offices are. And so, you know, we inevitably get more connections in, in this Northfield area. So we do have to be really intentional about reaching out to those other places in the watershed. We're talking with Jennifer Tonko, who is uh, the executive director of Clean River Partners. While we uh, while you have you on here, let's talk a little bit more about the Im- implementation of these. Is is there any like a particular initiative, any one of these that you're going to be doing first? Do you see a biggest need? Yeah, absolutely. Well, in that that uh, realm, that focus area of water, land, and climate health, one thing that I will highlight is that program that I mentioned there at the end of March. So in Owatonna, we're going to be hosting a workshop to help farmers understand the um, the opportunity for low carbon intensity farming. So that's a really big federal shift in policy that's happening right now. There's going to be incentives for ethanol producers, biofuel producers to buy low intensity, low carbon intensity grain. Okay, this is one of the biggest changes that's happened in federal policy in a long time. We want to prepare the farmers in this area to take advantage of that. So the decisions that they are making for this spring uh, cropping cycle, we want them to be ready to 
to do what they need to do to plant in a low carbon intensity way so that they can reap the benefits of that when they sell that grain in the fall. Because the ethanol producers and the biofuel producers are going to want to purchase low carbon intensity grain. So that's, that's a really urgent need because it's happening right now and that's a big federal shift. Um, let me, let me uh, yeah, go ahead. Just elaborate just a little bit about this. Uh, I, I take it your uh, corn is, is not a low-carbon intensity uh, grain. Can you give us some examples of what you know uh, what that means yeah. or what it's going to look like? Absolutely. Well, so it would be in the way that a farmer plants the, their corn, mm-hmm. okay? So they can do at least three things to help reduce their carbon intensity score. They can do no-till. They can do cover crops. They can reduce their fertilizer inputs, right? All of these things can reduce their carbon intensity score that they would be getting. And the lower that carbon intensity score, potentially, the higher the premium they they might get. So it's not necessarily the type of grain that they're growing. It's the growing practices itself. That's right. Right now, it's mostly about the practices. Mm -hmm. And we will have a a workshop on this down in Owatonna on March 26th. You can look at our website, cleanriverpartners.org, and get the information to register for that. It's free. There'll be a free lunch. We're really excited to be partnering with um, Minnesota Soil Health Coalition and Continuum Ag on putting that together. So really try, and there's going to be people from the ethanol industry and biofuel industry there too. So there's really a good chance for people to really learn what's going to happen and what the opportunities are. You, you had mentioned uh, changes on the federal level. Uh, let's talk about the state level. Uh, our state legislature has just convened a couple of days ago. They'll be working throughout the session. Is there, as the executive director of Clean River Partners, is there anything that you'll be keeping your eye out on, uh, any uh, programs or such that you will be lobbying for? Well, we're really looking for... Um, Anything that's going to support farmers, especially support family farmers, in making those conservation-minded practices. So any uh, incentives or legislation that can support that, we are in favor of. We are especially watching all of the conversation around the karst area here in southeastern Minnesota and drinking water, the intersections between farming practices and groundwater uh, Mostly a little further southeast of us, but still there's parts of our watershed that are included in that area. And, of course, all of those folks are our neighbors. So we want to know what's going to happen with that. Um, Anything, we want those people to have clean water to drink. And uh, we need to also solve the long-term problem of, in that area, fertilizer just leaches right into the soil and it's, it's... once it's there, it's, you can't really remove it. So mm-hmm. we have to we have to be really mindful of that. Uh, once again, Jennifer Tonko uh, is who we're talking to right now from Clean River Partners. Anything else you'd like to mention about the strategic framework, or really anything else within the uh, you know Clean River uh, Partners uh, organization or scope? Yeah, one thing I would like to mention, I think that is a really exciting initiative that we're launching this year, is our volunteer corps. I think a lot of people are familiar with our organization for leading an annual watershed-wide cleanup, and that happens in September every year. And we took a survey of our members last year, and of the members who responded, 
more than 80% of them said, we want more hands-on volunteer opportunities. So we're going to do that this year. We're hoping to do about six over the course of this year and, and give people a chance to really kind of put their hands in the ground, on the ground, do some work. Uh, I think that people have that passion and they want to do something. So we're going to help them fill that gap. Right now, we're developing partnerships with other nonprofits and organizations to identify some useful and meaningful projects. So stay tuned. You'll hear more from us about that soon. Wow, that is a uh, good thing to have happen. Uh, we're not, we don't have enough work. Make us work more. <laughs> It's a good situation to be in. That's right. All right. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming in. Much appreciated. Happy Valentine's Day, and we'll talk to you again. Maybe when uh, some of those uh, uh, opportunities do arise, you can come on and we can talk about it. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. All right.